what's up beautiful people it's your girl Brittany ball of the be chic podcast and on this podcast we talk about the healthy intersection between money career passion and purpose i figured now was a great time to get into a life update and just talking about my goals where i'm at so far in q1 going into q2 and how some of the things that i've implemented and learned this quarter might influence you in your journey as well so firstly i just want to say that q1 has been crazy so much has happened so much growth has happened but also so many changes which i'm happy about that is something that i notice every year is that what i go into the year thinking i'll focus on ends up changing i end up shifting my focus for the better because obviously you know every year something new is learned something new is discovered and i continue to grow but you don't always know what's best for you in that moment but as you gather new knowledge and you adjust and evolve based off of what you learn and what you take in and what you decide to commit to that's perfectly fine sticking to something for the sake of sticking to it when you know it's not right for you anymore is a okay so I mentioned a few podcast episodes ago that I listened to on Audible, the 12-week year. And that book is a very good book when you want to determine what's important to you in this phase in life and finding a way to stick to your goal without being overwhelmed by the goal. And I really made that my focus this first quarter of the year by creating my first 12-week year and evolving the way I approach my goals so that I was more successful than I have been in the past. So I made it a very clear objective for myself to hit three goals because the book suggests that you set two to four goals for your 12-week year and then have daily tasks and weekly tasks that are benchmarks in your progression towards those goals. So my first 12-week year was a little bumpy. I did not track my uh, like daily habits or weekly tasks every week, but I did stay in a very reflective mode so that if I felt myself drifting from my goals, I was either adjusting to get back on track or accepting like falling behind in a certain goal so I can focus on something differently. I overall do still love the concept of the 12 week year maybe with some edits so that it fits my life better but i do plan on continuing to implement it in some form or fashion every quarter it's meant for you to really hone in on goals and achieve them faster and it's not necessarily meant to break the year up into four it just so happens to work out that way because we do have you know three month um quarters of the year but it should be implemented at any time in 12-week increments. So my first 12-week year was okay, I'd say, but I will continue doing it and hopefully improving. And let me know if you're interested. Like, send me a message on Instagram or something uh, like that on any of the platforms that I promote in the show notes. And let me know if you're interested in getting my Notion template for the 12-week year because I created my own based off of others I downloaded that like weren't exactly what I wanted and I think mine's better <laughs> so um I don't know if I shared my goals for my 12-week year 
on here before but I did reach some of them I didn't reach others and that's fine I adjusted life from there and as you heard in my very last episode if you did not listen please go listen I like completely changed one of my goals and I made that now like a new focus for the entire year so one of my goals I will share in more detail is or was to renew my real estate license and switch brokerages so that I was no longer a like super active real estate agent for the state of Texas but more so a referral agent nationwide and so I did that but in doing that I was able to kind of close that chapter and start my real estate investing business which is something that's been on my mind for years and I finally felt empowered and ready felt like I had the resources the mentorship and all of that to get started with that business so that's something that's totally changed for me this year but it still supports other long-term goals I have like financial goals and things like that for the year for myself so that was an example of something that I decided to change that I kind of decided to leave behind that I thought was going to be a major goal for me at the end of last year but as I learned new things as I took in new knowledge I did not just stay like bullheaded and very like laser focused on what that original goal was I embraced the way I could evolve that goal into something else that I was still very passionate about and it so happened to be related to the previous goal so I was perfectly fine with that and I'll continue to keep you all updated because I feel like real estate investing isn't just a potential career opportunity it is a way for all of us to get involved in that particular market for financial security in the future and we love to talk about financial security around here right so I will continue to share more about how you can get into fine um I'm sorry how you can get into real estate investing on the like consumer side on the normal people's side for someone who's not in real estate so that you can still reap the rewards of investing in properties and development projects and such another thing that was actually like a huge breakthrough for me this year so far was learning the difference between accomplishment goals and habitual goals and I actually learned about this concept from a podcast maybe I can't remember exactly who I was listening to but I really like the distinction made because it kind of helps and determines how I will be setting my goals for the rest of the year and I think it's a good way for you to determine your goals for the rest of the year as well so take out your notes to make sure you capture this one because I thought that it was such a game changer Um, particularly with my 12-week year I mentioned that you only have like two to four goals that you're reaching for but obviously there's more than two to four things that you're working towards or that you're working on every day in your personal life so I realized that some of my goals in my 12-week year when I say some of my goals like (laughs) is more than three it kind of is more than three because I had sub goals within each bigger goal so some of those were actually habitual goals where like I don't want that to take up like a slot of my limited two to four that I have each quarter those are things that I should just get into the habit of doing and it shouldn't have to be like a major goal in my 12-week year so I'm going to start tracking habitual goals separately from my accomplishment goals 
specifically accomplishment goals will be the ones that I focus on in my 12-week year. So I'll give an example. In my first 12-week year, my number two of three goals, I (laughs) might end up telling you all all of my goals as we uh, get more into this episode. But number two for me was building a stronger relationship with God and like really having that strong spiritual foundation to start this year off. And within that goal, my actual execution tactics were morning and evening prayers, reading my Bible every day, and taking sermon notes on a weekly basis. Those are things I want to continue to do every day for the rest of my life. So that was great for it to be a 12-week year goal, especially at the beginning of the year, because I wanted to start the year off strong. But it does not have to be a continual 12-week year goal, taking up one of my limited two to four goal spots when it's a habit I want to build upon at any time. So as long as I'm getting into that habit and I'm consistent with that, there's no need to make that a 12-week year goal because it's not me pushing myself in a particular area to reach an, an accomplishment, to reach, you know, a goal that is very concrete that I move on from. I will never move on from that goal of wanting to have a strong foundation with God. So that will now move into my habitual goals section of life. And I will reserve my 12-week year goals for specifically accomplishments such as, you know, running a marathon would be an accomplishment goal because it has a, a set end date or reaching a certain amount in savings, you know, once I actually reach that goal, I can move on to the next goal. It's not something that I'm continually repeating and taking up a spot within my goals for that quarter because I should keep that to a limited amount. But that doesn't mean I don't give it any attention anymore. It's just something that is a given. So that was like a breakthrough understanding for me because I will start to view those tasks differently as non-negotiable, something that I shouldn't have to put quarterly emphasis on, but something that should just be kind of like a slow burn that I'm keeping up with on a daily basis at all times in my life. And it makes me feel a little bit better about that goal too, because it's separate from the accomplishments. It is a habit that I want to build forever. And of course, I'm excited for my new goals now that I do have, you know, that dedicated space in my life to find some things that I want to accomplish in the next 12 weeks. And one of them is, of course, (laughs) my real estate investing career. In the next 12 weeks, I want to make some major growth, make some major money, make some major impacts. And I, again, will take you all along for the ride. In addition to the other things we'll continually talk about as we have been on the podcast. So finding your purpose, taking on passion projects, um, budgeting, and just being very aware and in tune with what is needed to be successful with your money in your life, especially while we're in a crazy time in our economy. Any little tactic and system you can set up is super helpful in reaching your goals. 
So while I am excited about these goals, I am still being very diligent about reviewing and looking at my overall wellness across all areas of life. I really do believe in living a very like holistic life and one that does not neglect other important aspects because we shall all strive to live a balanced life even if we are hyper-focused at different phases of life on certain aspects, which is fine because you can't have, let's take the analogy of the, the stove where you have four burners. As a person, not as an appliance, you cannot have all four burners going on high or even medium high. Let's say medium high because that's like mostly where we cook at, right? You can't have all burners on high or medium high at all times. Sometimes you got to have one on high, one um, on medium low, and one at simmer. And that's fine because there's still all different areas of life that you're managing that has to be maintained, but you can't give your full throttle attention to every single one. So... Within my 12-week year planning, I still have my habitual goals that I'm tracking, like my spiritual life, also physical with like exercise and water intake and things like that. And even beyond that, additional things that I'm going to be very diligent and keeping on top of, even if it's not one of my very focused honed in goals of that 12-week year. And something that really helped me zone in on how to balance these aspects of life is understanding life as if it is on a wheel. If you're looking at it as like a pie with different aspects. Now, I have heard about like the areas or um, like important areas of life. I forgot the exact phrase, but when I actually went out to Google to look for this, I found another concept called the eight dimensions of wellness and I love approaching life from this perspective because it really looks at some key areas where you can identify whether you think you're doing well or you need to improve in that area of life and in my personal quarterly like review that I do I followed this for format versus what I used to do <laughs> so in the past I'd say over like the past couple of years maybe three or four years every quarter I try to review how things went where were some accomplishments where were some challenges and typically I would review my calendar and my photos to see what happened in life so I could review those things and periodically my journal too um, when I would write in my journal but in this last quarter I looked at the eight dimensions of wellness in order to make sure that I was Covering all the important areas of my life, even if they weren't directly attached to something significant that I had documented, whether it be in my journal, in my photos, or my calendar. So I wanted to share real quick the eight dimensions of wellness so that you can look at these eight areas of your life as well and determine if you are, in fact, keeping all of these things top of mind and you're doing things, even if it's small things on a daily or even weekly basis to make sure that you're properly maintaining these dimensions of 
your holistic life. So in no particular order, this includes your social life, emotional, physical, spiritual, intellectual, financial, occupational, and environmental. So to go into a little bit more detail on each, your social life is specific to developing connections with others, a sense of belonging and functioning, so a support system, making sure you have that in place. Next is emotional, coping with life in healthy ways and acknowledging and expressing emotions appropriately. Your physical life, obviously, acknowledging the importance of good nutrition, sleep, and physical activity. And then your spiritual life is kind of the flip side of the coin here, discovering and expanding your sense of meaning and purpose in life. And I will go a step further to say connecting with that higher power, whatever that is in your life. The next area is intellectual. This refers to expanding your knowledge and skills and recognizing creative abilities. Your financial side of your life is your satisfaction with your current and future financial situation which I love that broad understanding of that area of your life because it really is about how you feel about where you're at. No matter what other people's perception of what a good financial situation is or not, how do you feel about where you're at and what you're doing now to influence your future financial situation? Really love that description. Occupational is all about finding satisfaction and enrichment in the work you do. And to take that a step further as well, the work that you're paid for, because that makes a big deal. You know, even if you are doing something that you love, you want to make sure you're being compensated appropriately for it and not being taken advantage of. And then the last area is environmental, which was very interesting to me, but I can see how it is important and something to keep top of mind. And this is occupying pleasant and stimulating environments that promote good health and well-being. Those areas of wellness, man, if you keep a pulse of where you're at in each area of life, in each of those eight dimensions of your wellness, and you're always striving to improve them more and more and more, you're going to live a fulfilled life. Sometimes, you know, we might focus really, really hard on one or two of those and not realize we're neglecting those other areas of life and then wondering why we don't feel fulfilled. You don't want to fall into that slump. So, Keeping that in mind, I went through my Q1 review and it felt very fulfilling. I will admit because it was so different from my past ones, I did feel like I missed out on some things I might have wanted to talk about, but it did into areas that I might have normally neglected and might have continued to neglect had I not brought it up in that review. So I would suggest that you do something similar to the 12-week year goal where you have some specific areas of life that you want to focus on in this phase. So essentially choosing two to four, three to five goals that fit in one of those dimensions of wellness within your life that you really want to focus on for the next 12 weeks. And then also just looking at those eight dimensions of your wellness overall and thinking about little things that you can do to maintain a healthy and fulfilling life in each of those, even if it's a habitual thing or a smaller goal that you can easily do in addition to the main goals that you have for the quarter. Um, I know that's how I'll be approaching this next quarter, 
So we'll see how that goes. So that is my life update right now in terms of my goal setting. And I hope that this podcast helped you in organizing your life this quarter too, because this is a year of reaching goals and this is the year of smashing them, okay? I also want to end this podcast with giving a quick update about life in Seattle. I know that it's always very exciting to learn about someone's experience and their journey in a region totally different from theirs and just adjusting to things as a newbie especially like with not that many connections and so I thought it'd be helpful to share a little bit about how we're doing and so I'm not gonna lie like it is so expensive to live out here and adjusting to that has been crucial however it has encouraged me to look more closely at my funds and I've talked about that on several podcast episodes some of the subscriptions that I had, some of the commitments that I had, even if they weren't subscription-based, I learned to cut back or just completely cut them out. But we've been very intentional about embracing the things that are unique to this area. Yes, it rains a lot, but it is beautiful out here, especially with spring here and things starting to blossom and bloom. Not only are our allergies really getting to us, but we're being intentional about spending time outdoors on the weekends, going to new parks, and just really taking in what makes this region unique. I think I've shared this before. I don't think it's our intention to be in Seattle for a long time, but it is our intention to get the most out of it while we're here. So some of the things that we've done so far that have been like really cool to me, of course, is... um visiting the Space Needle so that we can say we've been there, but also doing things that only locals could really take advantage of, like going to that Hamahama Oyster Farm. Although it was a two-hour drive away, it was so worth it. There's some other restaurants and just like scenic things that we want to do, and even crossing the border into Canada because it's so easy. You know, there's not many areas in the U.S. where you can just drive over to the next country. And so taking advantage of that and being able to hop over to Vancouver from Seattle is going to be so freaking cool. So that's just a quick update on how life is in Seattle. I think our goal is, especially as things are warming up and it's going to be less rainy, uh, just taking advantage of all the things that make this region unique. And they really are the scenic things that we're trying to take advantage of so i'll try to sprinkle in some more of that um in the weeks to come so that you can just get an update on how things are going living here especially if you're thinking about moving here yourself so that's all i have for you but you know we'll be back next week with this heat but in the meantime keep it chic